Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I want us to begin to look that here these disciples were, and Christ was on board their ship. We find that there are thousands and hundreds and millions of people on the sea of life, and Christ is on board their life. You see, many people wait until there is a crisis, until the storm comes, before they try to call out to Christ to get him on board. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we're beginning a new series for this week by Ken Hagen. Stay tuned for the series, Stand Fast in the Storms of Life. Stay with us. This will be a great time of teaching from God's Word. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. I want you to turn to Luke chapter number 8. We're going to read from Luke. This same story is found in Matthew 8 and also in Mark. Matthew 8, 23 through 27 and Mark 36 through 41. We're going to read it from Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondering, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the waters, and they obey him. Now I want you to notice that uh, Jesus had been teaching, and they pressed in upon him so much until he had gone out and gotten the ship. And he had been teaching there. And immediately he said to them, let us go to the other side, indicating that there's a possibility that they never did even put back in the shore, but they just immediately went on out to cross the sea. Now there are some that think that there will never be any more storms when you begin to walk the faith walk. There are some that think that when you began to get involved with Jesus Christ and accept him as your personal Savior and began to believe God and learn how to believe God from the Word of God, that for the rest of the time that you spend upon this earth, that there will never be any more problems, no more temptations, that you're just going to sort of float around on flowery beds of ease. There are others that think that if the storms come, that then you're not in faith, or that you've sinned, or there's something else the matter with you. And this is not necessarily, neither one of these statements are true. Altogether, they may be. There may be some validity in the fact that the storm may have come because you're in disobedience. 
but it does not have to be. I want us to begin to look that here these disciples were and Christ was on board their ship. We find that there are thousands and hundreds and millions of people on the sea of life and Christ is on board their life. You see, many people wait until there is a crisis, until the storm comes before they try to call out to Christ to get him on board. It is uh, a little more difficult to get things turned around in the crisis situation and some people never have the opportunity to get him on board in the crisis situation because they're taken before they can have an opportunity to accept him. The time to accept him and the time to get him on board in your life is when everything is going fine. But that's the time that most people do not take time and don't have time for the things of God. As long as everything's going smooth and everything's all right, what, what do they need God for? It's only when they're in trouble that they need God. How many ever noticed that? How many ever noticed that that, that is sort of the way that humanity is. As long as everything's going all right, you can handle it all by yourself, but you get in trouble, you, got, you, know, you start hollering for mom or dad or uncle or aunt or, or somebody, grandma or grandpa or somebody. Right? You say, oh, that's just human nature. No. It is the spirit of that one that is in this world. Satan, that is his spirit. Oh, don't worry about anything. That's the spirit of the world. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't need anything right now. You're taking care of yourself. Everything is all right. But you see, that is the spirit of the world a spirit of false security. A spirit of false security. Because he knows that if he can lull you to sleep, and even he's lulling some Christians to sleep, they're being rocked to sleep in the cradle of self-complacency. Everything's all right. You know, and he loves, they, they don't keep up with their Bible reading and so forth and so on. He loves them to sleep and he gets them to thinking in the same attitude and all of a sudden, bam. Amen. They come up against the storm and they find themselves in the most difficult and precarious situation. Let me explain it like this. There are a lot of people they have a little <coughs> cough. They pay no attention to it. And the next thing you know, they have really got a good case of the flu. It's more difficult to get rid of it when it's really got a hold of you than if you would have grabbed a hold of it the first time you had the first little hack. 
the spirit of the age, which is the world. All oh, that's, you know, that's just a cough. Huh? Throw it off and go on down the road and allow the enemy just to have a good time. And then you get down and you're shaking with fever and you can hardly talk because your throat is so messed up. And then you begin to cry out to the Lord. Huh? What we need to realize is that he is on board all the time and there's no use for us to get excited. Just rely on him and at the first instance of a storm, at the first flash of a little lightning, at the first glance into the sky and you see a cloud on the horizon, turn to him immediately. Turn to him immediately. You see, as we begin to look at this, you will find out that immediately after, here in Luke, immediately after they said, what manner of man is this, so forth and so on, verse 25. Verse 26 immediately says, and they arrived in the country of the Gadarenes, and what awaited Jesus? The mad man of Gadara. The only place I believe in the Word of God where the devils actually talked to Jesus, and there was 2,000 of them, or that had to be about that many because that was that said that's about number of swine or pigs that were there, and he said go into them. They went into them. The pigs got more sense than some humans. They'd rather be dead than to carry a devil around with them. They just ran down the slope and jumped off in the sea. Drowned in the sea. They, they, they figured, oh man, it's better to be dead than to have a devil. There are a lot of people running around, oh, they like those voices that they hear. They want to be involved. They want that. And the sad part is there's nothing you can do to help them as long as they want that. Nobody can help them. Now, I want you to notice here that as Jesus went on board, he had been preaching and teaching, and he had the cares of ministry upon him. And everybody looks at Jesus, and they look at him as the Son of God. But remember, the Word of God tells us he ministered on this earth, anointed by God as the Son of Man, not as the Son of God. He died as the Son of God, but he ministered as the Son of Man, anointed by the Holy Ghost in power. And he was tired from ministry. He told him, he said, let's go to the other side. I don't know. But he may have known 
what awaited him on the other side. He may have known that he was going to face the devil, and so he knew he needed rest. See, there are many of us, we have the knowledge that we're going to have to face the enemy every day. Do you realize that? How many of you figured that out yet? That is why we need the rest that we gain from pulling away for a few minutes every morning or every night and praying to the Father and meditating in the Word of God because that's where our rest comes from. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have an offer, an awesome offer this month. It is your dad's timeless teachings on uh, Son of Righteousness. That's three CDs. Yes, yes. And if when you purchase that, when guess you order what? that, will you get this free? Where is God in my storm? Yeah, you get my book. Where's God in my storm? This is a what a 145-page book, mm-hmm. and and it comes in. It comes, and when you order this for $21, and you get the book free. That's right. So you go right now and get a hold of that. That's a great offer. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen, Stand Fast in the Storms of Life. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.